This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. What is up, everyone? Welcome to The 20 Podcast, brought to you by BeatSource. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! That's right. Thank you guys for being here. You know, keep in touch with me. Check my website, djspider.com, D-E-E-J-A-Y-S-P-I-D-E-R.com. Or hit me on Instagram, at djspider, D-J-S-P-I-D-E-R. Check my gigs. I got Vegas gigs coming up. I got LA gigs. I got Philly. I got all over the place. I'll list them all on my website. Come out. Say what up. Make sure you rate and review the podcast. And thank you beat sorcerers for all the support as always i appreciate it let's get to today's guest though on today's show we have someone who has one of the biggest mashups out right now or blends or whatever you want to call it all the open format djs are playing this blend if you're not you're missing out because it's super dope i play it all the time i mix it with the original sometimes whatever i want it's massive on tiktok it's massive on instagram it's spreading and it's only getting bigger it got so big that the label signed it as an official version and put it on streaming services all over the world it also brought together the two artists used in the mashup coyla ray and busta rhymes who had never met before this is such a huge moment for our guest as well as DJs as a whole because it shows how DJs can connect artists, labels, and just use music to push the culture forward and make dreams come true and just make things happen that you never could have imagined. It's just unreal what has gone on with this. Um, and there's so much more to her uh, that you will find out on this episode. It was great for me to get to know her um, and to hear this story and how it's playing out. So please welcome to the show, DJ Sage. All right, we are here. It's the 20 Podcast, and we have got all the way from New York City, DJ Sage in the house. Make some noise. Hey. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Of course. Yes, thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to talk to you and share your story with the listeners, and I want to learn so much about your story and... um, yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, we were speaking a little bit before about everything that's gone down, you know, in your life in the past few months. Um, and I want to learn about mm-hmm. your whole history, about how you got into DJing and growing up in New York City. But, but what's happening right now is that you have, you know, probably the mashup that all DJs are playing out there right now. And just judging from <laughs> the, the beat source charts alone, um, we have a top 10 on beat source. And it's almost... Uh-huh. Like, usually the top 10 tracks are just hit songs. Like, it's going to be only the biggest hit songs. You know, it'll be like Miley Cyrus, mm-hmm. Flowers. And your uh, <laughs> your remix is number five in that chart. Which, oh, to me, that's exciting. I feel like it, it showed that, like, DJs are really playing your, your remix. You know, it's, like, yeah. actually, like, part of the culture. And, um, you know, like, I think it's really dope that you're at the forefront along with a few other people like eccentric and amorphous, but you're at the forefront of connecting DJing DJs, the artists and the labels and Mm -hmm. just showing where things are going to go in the next few years and where they can go and the possibilities. Um, So props to you. And also the remix is super dope. I play it in probably all my DJ (laughs) sets. So you absolutely killed it. 
but congratulations. Hey, appreciate that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that introduction. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely been a moment for me, you Huge. know, um, and to hear other DJs and other producers and creatives explain it in that way is like, I don't know, it feels more powerful, you know, so thank you. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, because I was going to say, like, how does it feel to have the support of not only the actual artists that you used in the mashup, which if people don't know, it's, you know, massive on TikTok, Instagram, everywhere. It's Coyle Ray mm -hmm. and Busta Rhymes. Um, and it's, you know, uh, the player's vocal over the Busta Rhymes, put your hands where my eyes can see instrumental, mm -hmm. which, you know, is a classic instrumental. And the player's song is just like super funky. Everybody loves to hear it, you know, in the club. And for some reason, it's just, it's like they were meant to be. It's like a marriage, you know, that was like, <laughs> like yeah, no, the for ultimate sure. matchmaker to bring it together. So right, yeah, I think that those type of things cannot be duplicated. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's very rare that you hear two records that almost sound like it was supposed to be put out that way. Yes, you know? totally. Um, and and to me, that's what's so fire about the Busta Rhymes record is it's obviously a timeless record, and yeah. the fact that you know it came out, I believe, in '97, and look where we are now. We're like rediscovering it. I feel like people are rediscovering his catalog. So it's just like, you know, to be able to bring both worlds together is fire. Like It's so dope. Yeah. And I don't even know like, how else to explain it. Yeah. Like, no, it is. Know? It's fire. I mean, and, and it's like the, with the 50th anniversary of hip hop and like Busta Rhymes mm -hmm. doing that performance at the Grammys and her song having that like nostalgic, like throwback feeling, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. like players almost feels like it's sampling from like Grandmaster Flash, like way back, you know what I mean? All the way, like her beat. And then yeah. it, it's just sort of a combination of like all the times of hip hop all together. And now it's the 50th and they did that Grammy thing. And then your song blew up at the same time. And the fact that a song can blow up on TikTok and then within a month mm -hmm. travel to the A&Rs or whoever heard it at, uh, what is it, Republic Records? And Republic, then they, yeah. they signed it. That's massive. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, so, you know, I, I mean, I guess first off, like, yeah, how does it feel to have the, the support of all the DJs and the artists that, that are part of the remix and stuff like that? I mean, it must feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think having the support of the DJs, especially for me, like to see how everyone kind of came together on this one moment. And I feel like a lot of the love that I got was like everyone felt like it was a win for them, too, was yeah. so empowering for me, you know, because it's not even just about me. I feel like just me personally, someone that loved doing blends in the past, like when I first started DJing, I used to put them out and, you know, it was it was cool, but I never could imagine that it would get to this point. Right. And it's funny you brought up Amorphous because I've always admired what he's done. And when he came out with the record with Fat Joe and sampled Luther Vandross, like I reached out to him and I just gave him his flowers because nice. me, you know, in the pandemic watching that happen, I was like, yo, this is possible. Like we could get recognized yes. as DJs for these blends, you know? So yep. it's just been amazing to have the support of obviously social media but the dj community um it, it, you know as a as a total because that's what it's about you know and i feel like it's a win for all of us it is it is and it's good timing with like 
how Serato just put out this Serato Stems feature. Stems. And all the DJs are able to, like, make their own acapellas, make their own, just take the baseline, you know, whatever they want to do. And I yeah. think the general public might not understand. Like, they think we just can do that all the time anyway because we're DJs. Right. They don't realize that in the past few yeah. months we got this new technology. And you're really also a champion of that, I feel like, because you use that. Then you showed people in the video, this is how I did it. This is what I do. And I think a lot of people might not know that or up and coming DJs might not know like, oh, this is how she did it. You know, also, I think, you know, not, yeah. to, not to always have concentrate on like male, female stuff. But I feel like within the DJ and mm -hmm. the producer world, it is always a thing where it's male dominated. And I think a lot of women are like coming through and like showing yeah. people what's up like yo women can produce women can dj they can do everything just as good if not better and uh i think that's right. also inspirational to people out there yeah no and you bringing up stems is like on point because yeah. i was part of um serato's academy they had classes oh. going on for about six months with op so big shout out to op at serato he's been yes. a, um, a really big you know, support of mine and just, you know, peer. But um, yeah, when, when I got word that, you know, what what's coming, there's a big thing happening. I didn't know what it was. And when, when we figured out like stems and the opportunity that could come with that, I just jumped on it, you know, because yeah. it just made things so much easier for us as DJs. Like people don't understand that process of having to find the, like the acapella and, you know, right. that's, it's super time, time consuming trying to, export and download the instrumental and this, that, and the third. So to have it in one software and be able to knock it out just like as the ideas come is, I mean, yeah. it's game time after that, you know? Oh my God, it's <laughs> so. the best. Yeah, because you can really, mm -hmm. it, it's nice to like have it in conjunction with Serato DJ and Serato Studio too because you'll just, or at least what I do is like mess around in Serato DJ and then go, oh, that works. Then put it in Serato Studio, be able to export it. And I still am at the point though, I, I was hitting up some of the people from Serato today. Like I need a lesson in Serato uh -huh. Studio because what I'll do is export the acapella from Serato Studio and then put it into Ableton because I don't feel as comfortable making the mashup with in Ser studio yet i don't know how Serato to do it. studio okay yeah. do you how do yeah, you yeah i mean i found that because i had that knowledge of serato of serato like it kind of came to me a little bit easier i've recently used ableton over the the past year i've been like learning and being like you know watching youtube videos and stuff but right. Um, I feel like Serato Studio is so familiar for us DJs, you know, just with the program. So once you like learn the basics, it's super right. I don't want to say easy, but it's it's just it's a faster process to to knock your ideas out, you know. Right. So you lay it out in Serato Studio on multiple tracks and chop whatever you got to chop, and then export it as a whole mashup like that. Right? Yeah, I've done I've done both. Um, I've done Ableton, like you know, players. Players was done kind of on both, but, um, you know, my original idea came with Serato Studio, Serato Stems, right, and then, you know, finalized some stuff in Ableton. But, um, yeah, I, I use both. I jump back and forth because one does something that the other can't, you right. know, so. Yeah. Dope. Well, like, so can you tell us the story um, behind the Players Blend and, like, how it went from a simple edit to an official remix? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's so random, I guess, but <laughs> I've I've always been making like mashups on TikTok. Right. And I kind of went in knowing that that's what I wanted to do on that platform and I think because TikTok has the ability to, you know, before Instagram would copyright you with everything and you couldn't really post your edits and as a DJ it was super frustrating. Yeah. So to be able to do it on TikTok, I was like, oh, I'm about to go crazy with this. Right. Um, so I started I started posting mashups on TikTok. And then, you know, I don't have like this big story on how it happened with players. Like literally, I had done Lola Brooks record. I had done a couple in one day. Right. And I just posted it. And I feel like the people decided and it just went up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, it wasn't some big mastermind. I feel like I just was like, I love this song by Busta Rhymes. I love Coyla Ray's record. She had just put it out, yep. put it together, and that was that. So That's so dope. Yeah, I mean, that's some of the best stuff, you know what I mean? Even on the last episode, mm -hmm. I had B-Rock on, and he produces songs, and, and he's, like, talking about the ones that came out the quickest sometimes are, like, the big hit songs you never even think of. Yeah. So gotta yeah, I did not think it was going to go to the extent that it did. I think when I started to see the numbers go up really quickly in one day on TikTok, right. I was like, oh, okay, wait, I might have done something. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was not like, I'm going to go viral today. Like, of course. You know? And then how did it get noticed by either the official, the artists themselves or the label? Well, I have a relationship. I had a relationship with Koi prior to that. So, okay, that's what I was you wondering. Know, um, yeah, I've, I was a radio DJ for a while and, okay. you know, just had that history in New York. So we already had that that relationship. So when I posted it, I, you know, just sent it to her. She saw it. She started to show love. And then oh, within dope. one day, it it just started to climb. Um, but I do have the relationships at the label um, just from having been at Hot 97 for so long. Right. So it was kind of an organic thing of them reaching out to me, you know, and yeah. that's, that's kind of where it started. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and, and what, so what were you doing at Hot 97 at the time? Um, well, I had been at Hot 97 for a while. Um, I started off on street team okay. doing promotions work and worked my way up to DJing, you know, mix show weekends on air. Oh. So I had been there for a while. Like, that's kind of where I started. That's my, you know, stomping grounds. And right. yeah, so, but I, I wasn't at the station per se, like when that moment happened. Got it. Got it. Um, mm -hmm. Right. But, but it shows that putting in work and being around all the right people eventually can pay off in a way that you never would think about, you know, and just having those relationships mm -hmm. and showing up. Yeah, relationships. Mm -hmm. Exactly. If you never would have done the street team or you never would have tried to be the DJ or done those mix shows, you know, who knows if you would have had the connection with her or with the label or any of that stuff. Exactly. That's why, you know, you can't knock the hustle. And I always yeah. remind myself and I say to other people, like, your journey is your journey for a reason. And everyone you meet, like, yes. nurture those relationships because you just literally never know um, when things might happen, you know? Yeah. It's so true. And then just do things because you love it, you know, because I've seen your TikTok and you put it, you have so many dope mashups on there. And like, I feel like any of them could have blown up like this. Um, this one just had that magic spark X factor, you know, that yeah. <laughs> put it to the next level. Yeah, there's, there's other ones I'm like, 
do you guys see this? Like, this oh is God. crazy. But right? like, you know, that's just my own creative mind, like getting in my head. But um, I know. yeah, no, I have a ton. I have a ton. And I work on so many every single day, you know? Right. That's dope. So, so yeah, you're consistently still putting stuff out since, um, since that came out, right? I've, I see you every day or every couple of days. You have new mashups on TikTok. Yeah, no, it's, it's really put a battery in my back to just put stuff out. You know, you just never know who might like it. And, you know, you just never know. Like, yeah. I feel like this is a great example of that. So you kind of just got to put your stuff out there, you know? All right. Does the label um, seem pretty happy with what happened? You know that they got to sign a remix because they own the rights to the Busta Rhymes song as well, right? The Republic Records. Is that how um, they were able to do that? It? No, the label didn't own because because oh. was he was with a completely different label, I believe. Oh. I don't know the logistics of okay. how that goes on behind the scenes, but I know that there was other higher ups that had to clear it. Got it. Um, it wasn't just Republic, I don't believe. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, I, I would hope that they're happy. I feel like this is. Such I a assume huge they are. For their you artists. know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, and and I have my relationships up there. They're definitely like you know giving me my flowers and stuff. So that's great. You know, it's climbing on the charts. I think she's a like number four on hip hop records on Billboard. So it's definitely it's getting up there. You know? That's the other thing is that it kind of hasn't even hit all the way. I think in the DJ world, we're like, oh, we've been hearing this, but like, I think it's still slowly trickling into the you know like real life you know of like everyday life like yeah and that's know. the thing I think that I learned the most is you can't predict what a record's gonna do as right. much as we try to as DJs or record labels or yeah. A&Rs you really cannot predict I think people make that decision and that's still the power that you know everyone has as a community as as, as the world like we decide what goes and what doesn't you yeah. know yeah. Um, but yeah, people thought it was just going to last for that month of December and we're in the end of February and I feel like it still hasn't reached its peak. No, I don't know? think so. I think it's just going to keep getting bigger because I mean, as a DJ, just that DJ is out every week, like people, it's still newish to people out there. It depends where you're DJing, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, and then when I dropped the original and then I cut to your one people always like turn their head you know and they're like oh wait what? Right. oh i know that and they all start <laughs> dancing and they're like oh so and it's a good opportunity yeah. as a dj you're like oh i could start playing old you know old school right now or i could go back into new mm -hmm. stuff and so it's like a nice transition it's a good transition mm -hmm. yeah exactly um and i'm sure and I it's cool for the the artist because it used to be so kind of okay the artist wants you to play their record on Hot 97, but now if you can get them to blow up on TikTok and then have an official remix where they're getting streams on another version of their song as well as the original, I think that's pretty mm -hmm. huge. They would they probably appreciate that as well. Yeah, and I think that's what I love the most, to be honest, is that it just highlighted DJs and the power that right. we have. I think that for a moment in time, you know, it felt as though the DJs kind of got X'd out in a certain way because yes. streams and all these other social platforms, which of course I understand, but there's so much power in us as the DJs, as the producers, as the creatives. And for this moment to happen, even with like Eccentric and Amorphous and all the other DJs that are doing this, 
it just shows the power that we have, you yeah. know? So for me, that was the exciting part. Cause I'm just like, yeah, like let's bring back the artists and the DJ and the importance of that relationship, you know? I agree. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> and I saw like, you know, that, that like a crazy video of like Busta and Koi together in the club. I don't know. I think you were there too. And they were like both dancing to the remix. Yeah, that's, that's actually, I think that was the first time that they uh, met up in person. And, you know, I've had my conversations with Busta as well. So it's just overall really positive moment. And I think that to even see them together is like, is epic. You well, know, that's what I'm saying. That's like the dopest thing ever. Like, it's like blows my mind because you're sitting there with your, you know, Rev 5 or whatever controller doing your <laughs> remix in your room at probably 2 in the morning or something. Little do you know right. that this is going to actually in real life, like, bring them together to hang out in a place. and make, Like, that's crazy. You couldn't write it. No. You couldn't write it. I'm that's telling so you. That's so dope. Wild. Like, that's mm -hmm. just, it just really shows the power of music, DJing, creativity, stick, doing mm -hmm. something that you think is cool from your soul for no other reason, just because you think it's dope. And yeah, seeing what comes and out. And that's of the it. thing. That's the biggest thing is like, yeah, like, as creatives, as DJs, like, whatever you feel like you want to do, do it. Right. You know, I think that sometimes there can be this standard of what a DJ is supposed to do. And it's like the opportunities are endless on social media and just you putting yourself out there, you know? So yeah, I really, I'm like, I'm like a huge, you know, I push my DJ homies to be like, put yourself out there. Like don't even second guess that stuff, you know? Right. Right. And the, the thing is a lot of times, like you said, I think, okay, I'm going to put this out. It's going to be the biggest, everyone's going to love it. And then like eight people like it or something, you know, but you, you, and that's discouraging. It is. But at the same time, like, what's the worst that happens out of that? You just, so, so what? It doesn't work or you delete it. It's not like, because people act like it's the end of the world. Like, oh, it's going to ruin my career. It's like nobody even saw it. So don't worry about it. Just keep pushing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, exactly. Exactly. Like, I, I had done the Beyonce one too with Cuff It, and that was like my favorite edit that I did. And, you yeah. know, I thought it was going to be that, you know, to that magnitude. Right. You never know, but um, it, it wasn't. So you just, you never know. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> I mean, Eccentric had his moment with that where she heard it, redid the vocals, and put it back out. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. And I think he even got like producer credit yeah. for that too, like, you know, on the credits. So that's. Yeah, that that's that's another example. It's just you never know. You really never know. No, you you don't. I mean, it's it's crazy. <laughs> um, so what what about has what's been the craziest moment since the remix hit? Um, the craziest moment. You know, I think for a month straight, it just all felt very surreal. And every day felt like a crazy moment because yeah. you know the biggest blogs were picking it up and. Um, even to have it on rotation at Hot 97 is a full circle moment for me, you know, right? seeing that I started there. That's huge. You know, so and for it to be... One of the biggest stations, you know, most well-known stations probably in the world. I mean, so much credibility and uh, exactly, you know, world famous. Exactly. And it's it's the official remix that's, that's you know, on rotation. I know. So I, I was me, driving yesterday and I was like, uh, listening to Power 106 and, and 
boom, they started playing your remix. Felly Fell came on, gave you a whole shout out, oh, talked all about you, explained what was happening. And I'm just really? like, oh, that's so amazing. Yeah, I'm just, dri- I was driving my so- kid, you know, to meet. So I don't know what I was doing, you know, like, but I was driving my <laughs> wife and kid and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm talking to her tomorrow on the podcast. And Felly Fell's like, yeah, DJ Sage, like, you know, heavy hitters, like talking about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they played your version, you know, which is just so dope. Like you said, that's the version that's in rotation. Yeah. And that's why it's so amazing to have the relationships with DJs, right? Because when we support, we support and, yes. and we go hard for our community. So to hear that and I'm not even out in LA right now but that's just like yeah. so exciting you know I know I was gonna like record it for you and then it went off but I was like I was gonna <laughs> be right. like oh I'll play shoot him a DM <laughs> yeah I'm yeah, sure yeah, I'm sure I'll they have it him after I'm sure they I think they play it all the time you know um but um yeah that that's um I mean it's just yeah it's so dope and it's so dope to see the support from the DJ community and um you know, I haven't seen anybody hate on it. Nobody's like, oh, whatever. That's just because of this or, you know, some reason. Like, it's just pure dope. So people like it. Yeah. And I think it was it was such a positive moment. I think it also inspired a lot of the DJ community. And, yes. you know, not even just me, myself, but like the entire moment, because it just shows what opportunities are available out there. And you just literally never know. So. Yeah, I think I think it probably and then with the release of stems, it's like, oh, shoot, let me get on this. Like, right. It's literally at our disposal. Yeah. You know? Would you ever um, I don't even know if she has a DJ, but what Coyle Ray, like, would you DJ for her like a tour DJ or <laughs> she asked you? It, it, everybody asked me this. You know, I definitely would, but I understand her relationship with her DJ. And oh, I she has a DJ wanna, already. Um, Okay. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Stax. Um, that's her DJ. So, you know, if there's ever a moment where, I, you know, she might need me, like, I'm definitely open to it. But, you know, I respect that relationship. I'm not going right. to impose on that. <laughs> They'll bring you out when she headlines Madison Square Garden. And then you're like, yo, right. this, just, let's just, go. <laughs> exactly. Bring me out for the highlight moment. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. No, of course. She has to be loyal to her DJ. And, and I totally understand. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering. I wasn't sure. Um, but yeah, it must be yeah, such a no, dope a moment. A lot of people have asked. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and so, you said like you use um, Serato DJ, uh, Serato stems, and Ableton to make your edits and remixes and stuff like that for the most part, right? Yeah. So I, I you know, I'll start with my idea in stems, um, just live messing around, and then I'll go to studio, Serato studio chop it up there because you know there's a lot of dope features to add different elements right. and then I'll I'll bounce back and forth from Ableton to Serato Studio that's kind of my process I'm really happy I learned Ableton in the pandemic because it's really come come yeah. into um, play for me so um, I had Logic Pro and I was like pulling my hair out trying to figure that out you know? yeah yeah it's better for more like original production probably Logic Pro like Ableton yeah and- built for the DJs in a way, you know, in certain ways, just to work fast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's dope. So. And um, and do you have more remixes? Or, or actually, I was going to ask, like, have you been um, hit up for more work, like, by other artists or labels? Like, yo, can you remix my track? Or, you know, can we hire you to do that? Like, has that become a thing yet? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, everybody wants, they're calling it like the Koi effect. Like, I'm like, guys, <laughs> you cannot write that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely have some stuff um, in the works. And I've been putting out a lot of stuff on my TikTok and now transferring it over to Instagram. Um, so nothing specific with an artist right now, but I've, I've got a lot of like inquiries and stuff like that. So we'll see. Yeah, no, I'm sure so much stuff's going to pop off. Like, like you said, it's just the beginning, like, um, yeah, you know, and I think if you just keep working, this is just a cool way to shine the light on what you've already been doing. Cause you've been doing this, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not like you just decided to start DJing and made that, you know, like you've been putting in work and learning. And like you said, you were at hot 97, you've been around funk master flex. Like you, you have a relationship mm-hmm. with funk master flex as well. Right. Yeah. That's where, um, my journey started. And then, you know, eventually made my way with enough and the heavy hitters and, and that crew. But, um, yeah, I started off like freaking super young, um crazy watching flex wow yeah. so, so let's talk so let's talk about that so you're so you're born and raised in new york from lower east side mm-hmm. east village area mm-hmm. right yeah and yeah um, and um, so you know growing up there you're around every type of person you're at kind of the birthplace of hip-hop and djing and just every type of culture on earth all mashed together yeah, you know? yeah. and it's just like i feel like you especially grow up, the east village yeah yeah so i mean it's incredible like what kind of music do you remember hearing just growing up around there, even before you were DJing? Um, you know, I my bass is piano, so I started when I was five playing piano. Oh wow! Um, classically, amazing. So that's what I'm also about to start showcasing on on my socials a little bit more. Is just let like you know showing people that I have that as well. But yeah, um, yeah, I started off classically trained in piano since the age of five. Um, amazing. Thanks to my mom single parent household, you know, and she really kind of put me into music at a young age. And of course, like the environment of the East Village, LES, like you just heard everything. You saw everything, you know, it's just a melting pot of all races and, and people. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, I can't remember a specific genre that I heard, but like growing up in my house, like my mom was always playing Sade Tony Braxton, Mariah Carey, uh, nice. Bjork, Dido, like wow. literally the range is like <laughs> so yeah. random. So um, I, I think that's where I get my random ear from because she was just always playing different music. You that's know? great. That's dope. Mm-hmm. And then how did you eventually get into DJing? Um, when I was in college, I started like composing music and I realized like I had a passion for just that creative space. I knew I kind of always wanted to be in the music industry. I just didn't know what. Right. And I randomly got a like little controller and I thought I could make beats with it. This is how like unfamiliar, <laughs> like I just right. was not familiar with this stuff at all. Yeah. And um, I just started teaching myself at home and I found, you know, my passion for it. And I went to Scratch Academy actually to learn oh, okay. on turntables and to learn the basics. And that's kind of how it started. That's dope. Wow. So Scratch Academy gave you your start out there. And um, yeah. And, and then what about um, the Serato Academy that you mentioned? What What is that all about? I don't know that much about it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, you know, how much they've put it out um, on social, but Serato kind of picked 
seven or eight DJs to be part of um, their, you know, like six month course where every week Uh, we would be in classes, just learning about the basics that I feel like us as DJs should know, right? Like the business side, you know, copyright issues, lawyers, like the whole entertainment world. So, you know, being part of that was definitely an amazing experience for me because I was able to really educate myself on stuff that maybe I wasn't paying attention to, like just like... The real business side that we don't talk about enough. Right. Um, so being part of that with OP and the, the whole DJ community was super dope. That's kind of where that started. <laughs> That's amazing. They must be so damn mm-hmm. happy that you, that this happened. They're like, we came out with STEMS. She's part of the academy. And then, boom, she gets this crazy yeah. thing that happens. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I think also with Serato, they're so supportive of DJs. And if you ever reach out to OP and now Love Lisa is part of the team, too, like they just support the community, you know. So I think if all DJs, you know, kind of were familiar more that that outlet was available, uh, who knows what could happen. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I love Serato. I love the whole team over there. They're like the best people. So supportive. Always so helpful. And, uh, yeah. you know, allow, allow us to have a career in music, you know, yeah. but with their software. So thank you. Um, and mm-hmm. so, and then what about producing? Like you said, you, you wanted to make beats on the controller before you realized what it was. You've been playing piano. So do you produce like original music, um, and stuff like that? Yeah, I've been, I've been producing. I haven't put it so much out there. Um, right. Oh, excuse me. I definitely want to. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's going to take me a little bit of time. I'm getting there. Right. My my goal for this year is to definitely put out original music and um, you know, team up with some artists and and get that going because I think the biggest thing I realize is as DJs that's really where we start to get recognized in a way is yeah. is having that, you know, the producing side. So yeah, it's, it is true. Um, that's what can really take you to the next level. And ob- and mm-hmm. the thing is, too, I think as DJs, we focus so hard on not being as good as other producers or not knowing as much. Like you said, oh, I haven't put anything out yet. And, like, we're worried to put our stuff out. But at the end of the day, like, your ear is the thing that's going to get you places and you obviously have the yeah you know what i mean when you're making mashups like Mm -hmm. that you're making blends and you can do that that's already so far ahead of so many other producers you know and then us having the ability to dj in a club and test it out and play your mashup and go oh damn everybody's still dancing it's not like they turned around and we're like boo turn this off you know like (laughs) we can test it out (laughs) so i think that helps and and you know i think you'll be able to take your knowledge of that into the production um yeah i think that's that's where i'm heading that's that's where i'm being pushed to by the universe so <laughs> yes. it's definitely gonna happen this year for sure you know yeah whether you like whether you like it or not you have to do it <laughs> um i'm here no i think i, I, I think it's to. a good move i think you know you're gonna do some dope really dope stuff if you do that um and then what about the dj edits like how did you did you first start getting to that from the serato academy or were you doing that before yeah, I was I was always doing that. I don't okay. know. Oh, actually, um, because I was on air so much at the station and, you know, like during the summertime, I think I was on like every week and I was kind of getting, you know, just bored with what I was playing. And right. 
I decided to kind of spice it up a, a bit and make my own edits at home because I would just have these ideas and I just wanted to have more fun while being on air, you know, so yeah. I started making edits and I started sending it to the DJs at the station and, you know, Camilo would play it, Enough would play it. I had done like an LM, LMA um, boot up blend that that was like the first one that really took off for me on, on SoundCloud. Okay. Um. And yeah, so that that was kind of my start. I, I've been doing it for a while. <laughs> right, that's dope. Um, and um, is there people like like you mentioned, Funk Master Flex, DJ Enough? Uh, are there any other like influences or people you admire or look up to in the in the industry? Yeah, for sure. I think um, I've been really into like Afrobeats music lately, and I'm a huge oh, yeah. R&B head. So like Brent Fiaz, Wizkid, uh, Araya Star. I don't want to butcher her name. Yeah, Ar- she's Aria so dope. Star? She she's like I feel like gonna be huge. You know, I mean, she already is, yeah. but I feel like she's gonna mm-hmm. get bigger and bigger here. Yeah, no, for sure. So just immersing myself in that music and and of course like my DJ peers, you know, definitely inspire me too. But um yeah, those are some of my favorite artists right now. So <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. And then how did you like get in with the heavy hitters crew? And what does that even mean exactly? Like uh just to people that don't know. Yeah, so well the Heavy Hitters is a world famous DJ crew um, that's been going on for over 15 years. Uh, big shout outs to DJ Enough and all the DJs. It's a collective of DJs from all around the world um, that are making noise and, and doing their thing in their own city. And, you know, I've always admired what they've done and, and what the, the name means and how much of a household name and respected it is. And, um, I think just being around enough in Hot 97, it was like an organic build of, hey, I want to be down with the crew. Like I DJ and I, you know, I want to see more women representation. And I think enough just saw that hunger in me. And he was like, all right, I'm going to watch you. We're going to see what's going to happen. And it was just a natural thing. You know, it just kind of came about. I didn't force it too much. I just made sure that enough was paying attention to the most that he could. And it just happened, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's so dope. Yeah. I mean, they're world famous. They're, they're got the most, you know, they're everywhere. Like, I mean, I posted online for questions for you and I had, you know, DJ Bonix, Wiz Khalifa's DJ writing heavy hitters, suckers, mm-hmm. you know, like everyone, yeah. you know, it's just good to have that, that support of them alone. And then it spreads out to everybody. So yeah, they're, you know, yeah, some of the most credible DJs in the game. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. And I think being able to know that there's DJs in different parts of the world that you can connect with is so powerful. So that's, you know, that's, that's the most important thing I think is being able to network and have those relationships everywhere, you know? Totally. I agree. Yeah. Same with like DJ city, all this stuff. Like I went to Europe last summer and I'm like, who do I hit up? And they're like, all right, hit up Boromi in Spain and boom, boom. And you, you just immediately have connections and people that you relate to and can get along with immediately, you know, just through DJing. Exactly. And, music. and then, you know, if they come to your area, you got them, you know, so it's just a cool, I love how DJing can bring us all together like that. You know, this, there's the non-supportive part of DJing and the supportive part. <laughs> so, 
the haters. There's always going to be the politics, you yes. know? It is what it is. But uh, having those relationships, I think, is so important. And, you know, not yeah. feeling so alone because this stuff can feel lonely sometimes, you know? Yeah, it really can. Um, and then what about, like, I saw you had some kind of worked with some brands or did some corporate uh, partnerships. Um, like, how'd you go about getting those and, and who do you work with in that respect? Yeah, I, you know, especially in New York, I built a big relationship with Foot Locker. Um, shout outs to In-House and DJ Sherrod, the whole team. They kind of kind of took me under their wing when I first started and taught me a lot about corporate world. Yeah. You know, I was in nightlife for a long time, but I realized like that's not really where I want to stay forever, you know? And um, yeah, so it's just, I just been like a student of the game and, and watched how, you know, Sherrod moves in these corporate settings and learned and, you know, just kind of been a fly on the wall. So it's just been a, a natural build. And I feel like New York, people think it's so big, but it's really so small. Like the yeah. community is very small. It's once you get in, you can network your way around and, and you know, find your opportunity. Right. That's true. Yeah. So, so mm -hmm. what, what do you, you know, I think that's been, it's like a big conversation in the DJ world is like being in nightlife, being a sports DJ, being a corporate DJ, you know, trying to find your lane in there. Like, mm -hmm. um, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Like why you don't want to be in nightlife or why you want to be more in the corporate side of things? Yeah, I mean, I've always looked at DJing as like my base, you know, and yeah. I think there's so many opportunities out there to tap into anything. And I'm I'm someone that loves yes. to do that. I feel like I get bored very quickly. Right. So I like to be able to like utilize my skills and leadership and just everything, you know. I never want to limit myself and I've always been someone that's wanna tap that wants to tap into everything, as you can see. So yes. <laughs> I think um I've always came into this game understanding that and I never want to limit myself and multiple streams of revenue is my goal. So you can't do that just boxing yourself in and staying in one lane. You know, you got to be open to learning and trying different things. So that's been my mentality. And I think so far, so good, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've just I've just tapped in. I'm like, I want to do that. I see this person doing that. I want to do that. Like, why not? You know? Yeah. I mean, I think you have such a, a an amazing mindset. You know, like I think you just have this like anything is possible, and I'm gonna do it mindset, and mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. just what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that <laughs> like it's called only child syndrome. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's, that's what my son is gonna be then i got a, i got one oh. kid <laughs> and i'm always wondering because i'm like i got brothers and sisters so i don't know how what, what's what he's gonna turn out like but, yeah uh, no i mean i don't know how it is to have a sibling but like yeah i think yeah i don't know i've always been like that you know so right right no i think it's amazing i think other people should should be inspired by it and take a page from it because you can overthink your way out of anything or you can think uh, mm -hmm. that that's not for me. I'm not that kind of person. And you don't seem like that. Just talking to you in this short time, like you seem like you're like, I can do anything and I could be any kind of person and I will. And whatever I want to do, I'm going to do it, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen other people make, you know, their dreams come true. And like even, yeah. you know, starting off watching Flex, like he had a car, he had a TV show. Oh like, why not? You why know, not? and it, it's marketing. It's, right. it's marketing. And if you want to be successful, I think understanding that 
part of the game is so important, you yes. know? Um, and that's, you know, to each their own. Everybody has their own journey. But for me personally, I'm just like, I'm going to do it all. Yeah. But I think that's <laughs> one more super important aspect to your mindset and to, to this whole thing is that mm-hmm. everyone has their own journey. And I think you have a really good understanding of that. And some that's something that will help you go far and anybody else like you just have to lean into your own journey. It's never going to be what ev- anyone else's journey is. So just. Yeah. Yeah. And what's for you is always going to be for you. You know, yes. um, I think we're in the time, especially like with Gen Z and stuff where you just see other people doing it and you want to do it because they're doing it. Right. You're not, you know, I'm really big into like walking in your purpose and why do you want to do it? Like for me, it's been since childhood. This has been a dream of mine. So it's it, it runs deeper than just wanting to do it because it looks cool, you yeah. know. So when it's your personal journey and you have your own self-discovery going on, I feel like the opportunities are endless, you know. Yeah, that's so cool. And just the way you just put it, too, is like that that's the truth. People need to. That could be a mantra. <laughs> yeah, <have> affirmations. <laughs> yeah, do affirmations. It. <laughs> but for real, walking in your purpose, I think that's a really cool way to put it and a, and a way, way to think about it, you know, and, and a way yeah. to remain present within all this stuff. Because, like, you are looking around like, what are they doing? What are they doing? Oh, God, they're younger. They're older. They're doing this. They've done this. Yeah. I could never be that. Oh, I should have done this, you know, and it's like you're here now. So you're not changing the past, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. just – walk in your purpose like you said kind of be present and feel what's happening and then go with it because you only got you only got one life <laughs> just have fun yeah exactly no that's dope. yeah you just you said it you that's said that's it, so cool you know? so as far as you know i know uh we were talking about the nightlife thing but are there any spots that you do play at like any dj residencies or spots that you play at periodically um no, uh, honestly, personally, for me, that all changed after the pandemic. Okay. And I think that I came out of the pandemic with a much different uh, mind state, you know. Right. And in 2019, I was trying to like ease out of nightlife a little bit. And okay. now I'm just a little bit more intentional with the places that I do. I did have residencies in the past and all of that. But you know, New York nightlife has changed a lot, yeah. you know, and a lot of venues have closed down. A lot of the people that were that I had pre-existing relationships with are gone. Yep. So I just made the conscious decision that if I'm going to tap into nightlife, it has to make sense. I have to want to do it. I have to be intentional about it. And that's kind of the space I'm in, you know. But right. I do have a lot of DJ homies that are, like, killing it in the night scene and kind of bringing back that New York energy. Yeah. Um, I just personally, I want to do other things on top of also tapping into that space, you right. know. Yeah, sounds like it. I think that's smart, too. I mean, after a while, you get burned out and... Um... It's tough. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't good for my mental health in 2019. I could tell you that much. Like before the pandemic, I was definitely like really, really burnt out. You know, so yeah, just being aware of that, and being a little bit more grounded this time around. <laughs> right, I think that's good. Well, and like I think things are just happening to you that are pushing you in that direction, no matter what. So that's uh, mm-hmm. that's the way it goes. That's dope. Um, and um, have you like? Well, I guess I asked on the internet if anybody had questions, and I did have a few people um, write in, and it was similar to one question I was going to say, like, 
This person wrote, uh, his name's Danny D. Danny DJ Spin wrote, uh, do you get a lot of male DJs trying to challenge you because you're a woman? I, because you're a woman. Because you're a woman. <laughs> sorry. And uh, <laughs> sorry, I was reading like two things at once. But, uh, and no, I was going to say, like, have you faced, you know, barriers as a female producer? Like, is that something you deal with? Or are you just like, I don't care about that. I'm just pushing forward. I'm just a human being. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, I personally don't like the whole male female thing. Yeah, I know same. it exists. I've experienced it myself multiple times, but you know, um, I'm sorry, repeat. What was uh, his specific Well, he question? said, do you get a lot of male DJs trying to challenge you because of your, because you're a woman? I mean, I was just wondering if you um, had any barriers or, or any sort of situations where it was like, yo, this is just happening to me. Like, cause I'm I mean, a woman in a male-dominated thing. If not, good. oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. I mean, there's there's always gonna be that challenge. Yeah. you know, we are definitely in a male-dominated industry, but I think that we, as women, and in 2023 or 2022, especially, have broken barriers that I I didn't think was possible. You know, so. Yeah. Um, I think that we've seen more women in music lately and in hip hop specifically. So, you know, there's always going to be that challenge. I think that we've come a long way and we have a long way to go, but the narrative is changing and it takes time. I personally have always, you know, I've, I've had my moments, of course, like I don't get through this without going through anything, but Um, that's why I feel the importance of having a DJ community or the heavy hitters or whatever it might be that can support you and stand up for you in moments that, you know, you might feel disrespected. Yeah. So. Yeah. Having a good you know, community around you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Yeah. Let, let's hit, um, a couple more like questions from the internet. Um, uh, Greg okay. P DJ Greg P asked your two. Your top two guilty pleasure records. Guilty <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> um, my top two guilty pleasure records. That's a good question because I actually can't think of any. <laughs> I know I'm with you. I probably no. have like my comfortable go to, but like, nah, I don't. I don't know if I have a pleasure record. No, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, well, what about? <laughs> we'll come back to that. Yeah, we're coming back, Greg P. You, you put her on the spot. Um, let's see. Some of the other ones were just, you know, like I had DJ flip out right in, like, how'd you get the remix, you know, official. And we kind of talked about that earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, a DJ named flow. Um, he's doing dope stuff on, uh, Instagram and TikTok too. He puts these like loops out, um, that are really dope. Um, he Mm -hmm. said, what was the process in uploading your remix, having it pop off? And then what did you do to make sure it connected back to you on all the platforms? Um, did you have to do anything um, special for that? I think the biggest thing that I personally realized when putting these things out is showing your face, you know, right? Um, showing who made it. I think sometimes when we people can put out edits, they'll just put a cover out. And, and TikTok seems to be a platform that when they can put a face to the person, it just... You're right. is it's so much more impactful you know so i was able to obviously showcase myself doing it in person that was all live and then 
I realized how quickly it was going up. Everyone in the comment section was asking for it on social platforms. Right. I uploaded them to my own. You know, I obviously couldn't put it on Apple at the time. Right. I put it on, you know, other platforms. And then, um, yeah, it just was a domino effect. So, yeah, but I, I think showing your face on camera, I know some people can feel like it's a little awkward, but it goes a long way, you know? That is interesting. I never really thought about that. Some of the biggest... Um blend mashup djs on on instagram and tiktok are like there you know and you kind of get to know them yeah some of them have like personalities like oh i got crazy hair or you know whatever they do and they have almost like the same background every time and all that so yeah consistency people love consistency you know right it's so, almost like makes them feel comfortable like oh this is what i know this yeah. is what i like you know it's not just like yeah what am i looking at <laughs> <laughs> they want to be able to connect you right know? that's true um, all right, let's see. Um, Jen Rosero wrote the first record you bought, but I don't know if that's applying to vinyl days or, you know, or something, but because you're more coming from like downloading and stuff like that, right? Yeah, my time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can tell you the first CD I bought when I was a kid. Yeah, was please. Like I would love Spears. to know that. Britney Spears. Yeah, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. And then also Amazing. when like those Now 26s were coming out or <laughs> yes. Now... Remember, like, yeah. yeah, that that was a moment for me. Yes, um, yeah. So Those heavy, me. heavy on the Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. Okay, okay. <laughs> Have you done any blends with them yet? You know, I haven't, and I've been seeing people uh, use Britney Spears a lot lately too. So yeah, who knows? I might. It's a good time. Try it. In. You can mix it up. End up. Uh, yeah. End up in a you know huge show with them in Vegas or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> um dope dope that's really cool um uh, and then i also saw like you were asking questions on your own excuse me you were asking questions on your own instagram of like for people to ask you questions and um yeah somebody wrote tips for djs just starting out um can you expand on that like i saw you write a little bit online like what are some tips you would give to djs starting out um i I can't remember what I wrote actually earlier, but uh, yeah, it's all good. Think, Just say whatever you, <laughs> whatever you think. Yeah, tips. Yeah, tips for DJs. You know, I think would be to have fun. Most importantly, to know why you want to do it. To kind of, it, it's hard because everybody's becoming a DJ, and I never want to get like too serious on the topic. I think that we're right. in a different time, and people will just do it because they have fun and they want to learn and. They love music. I think once your heart is in it and you're being genuine with it, that's the first step. You know, um, if you're looking to take it serious and make it a business and, you know, expand on on your brand, then that's a different thing. I would say learn the technique, learn the craft, um, always do your homework of like that's why I wanted to learn on turntables. You know, I feel like you need to know the origins. You need yeah. to know where it started, you know, Um but yeah, I would say do your homework, respect the craft, learn the craft, and most importantly, just have fun. That's huge. I think that's such good advice. You know, like respect the craft, learn the right way, have fun, do it for mm -hmm. the right reasons. Um, that's amazing. Um, all right. And that's kind of what you wrote, I think, online before. Um, yeah, something like that, probably. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, and then you also, uh, someone asked you how you come up with ideas. Like, um, yeah, can you expand on that too? Like, how are you coming up with these blend ideas, production, mashups, edits? 
Um, I it's it's always very random. I, I love R and B. I've been kind of going towards that moody style sometimes, like you know, getting my little moody sad girl sage vibe. But like, yeah, it really depends. You know, I think I just want to keep having fun with it and going into it with just like random. You know, I was I was thinking of the idea of sound clash because I feel like some of the stuff I do is hella random, and some people might be like, "What the hell?" But you know, to me, it's like, as long as I'm having fun with it and it sounds good to me, then that's all that matters. But yeah, that's that's it, really. If I don't feel it, I don't do it. You know, last week I went through a mental block where I couldn't come up with an idea and I just felt like I'm forcing it. So yeah. I just try to have fun, not too much pressure and just enjoy it, you know? Yeah, that's great. Um, well, do you have any, before we get out of here, any other like uh, last things you want to promote or talk about, I guess, let everybody know where they could find you. Or do you have the same social media on every platform? Yeah. So, uh, TikTok, Instagram, SoundCloud, all of it. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to shout out other platforms. My bad. Yeah, no, no, but, it's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. All social media is DJ Sage, S A I G E. Um, and just look out for more edits. You know, I'm definitely, looking to put out original records this year so nice pray for me let's go um, but yeah that that's it really you know just keep keep climbing okay dope yeah you can promote all the networks like we put this podcast out on everywhere as well so people will be listening to it every, okay everywhere um and um you know people have their their favorites of where they want to get your stuff so yeah it's good to shout it all yeah out. no i'm on i'm on everything really Okay, you dope. can find me anywhere. <laughs> Hell yeah. Find her anywhere. DJ Sage. Um, well, dope. Well, congratulations on everything. And thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. This is cool. I feel like I haven't dissected it like this. So yeah, thank it was you. fun. It was <laughs> fun for me to. Source. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you're number five on the beat source chart, which is huge. Like the other tracks are like Miley Cyrus flowers. Like it's all, it's all just big hit songs. So um, to see yours on there is like, it means the DJs are like truly running it like nonstop, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. I'm thank you to the DJs. Thank you to the community. I appreciate it. And I hope people feel inspired that anything is possible and that we have the power as DJs. We have the ear, we have the knowledge, like do not limit yourself, put yourself out there and just have fun. Yes. Yes. That's, that's perfect. Give it up. DJ Sage, <laughs> she did it. Thank you hey. so much. And I uh, can't wait to hear what Thank else you, you have come in. Please send it over. We'll always be supporting you. And uh, hopefully we'll meet in person one day. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, for, for sure. You're in L.A., right? Yeah, I'm out in L.A. Um, I okay. travel a lot. So if you're ever, I don't know, if we're in the same city, same time, or if I'm out in the East Coast, I hit you up. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, definitely be coming to L.A. soon. So I'll keep in okay. touch with you. And, and sure. thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was it was really nice to chop it up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can come by BeatSource office and all that. I'll send you some of my edits, too. See what you think. Critique yeah, uh, my please stuff. do. <laughs> all right. Yeah, no, keep me in the loop. For sure, I will. All right. Talk all to right. you soon. Talk Peace. to you soon. 
Thank you to DJ Sage for coming on the show. It was so great getting to know her and to hear the journey of where this blend mashup has taken her and where it's going to go and her future plans. So, so inspirational, so dope. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. The 20 Podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.